Do you feel sorry for Theresa May? Sometimes I do. I mean, she's being held. Why yeah. do you feel sorry for Sometimes her? Sometimes I do. Why do you feel sorry for her? Well, I just look at her and just think she looks dreadful. Um, what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? And the, the stuff about me paddling all the nonsense the sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. You just can't call it. We will not be caught with no clothes on. I've always been a completely normal UK tax player. It's not in opposition that I want to be, and it's Nicola's desk I want. I want to serve this country <laughs> as First <laughs> Minister <laughs> and its Labour values. You can have the desk, you're just not getting the job. <laughs> If you've been to Peppa Pig World, who's been to Pads? I've anybody who's been to Peppa Pig World. In December, I'll be in Beijing opening up new pork markets. I mean, seriously, besties, what the actual fuck? Hiya, besties. It's me, Jennifer Wan, and today we're going to be um, going through and reacting to one of the SNP leadership debates. So if you can hear like a, a buzzing in the background, by the way, it's my laptop. She is, she's working very hard for me right now. Um, so I got Game Pass and I have wanted to try Fallout 76 for ages and it's on there, so I'm going to do that. Even though, like, I'm really scared because, firstly, <laughs> when I'm playing with myself, it doesn't matter that I'm trash because I'm just having fun and shooting stuff and it's camp. But, like, if there's other people, I feel like I'm going to get bullied, like, a lot. And also, you can't use mods on that version, like, on that game. So this is like embarrassing to admit but i'm gonna i use <laughs> i use a mod that gets rid of rad scorpions when i play fallout um when i play the other games because i'm really scared of them and they make me feel like sick um and so <laughs> it replaces them with feral ghouls but you can't do that on fallout 76 because you can't use mods so i don't actually know what i'm gonna do and I'm a little bit anxious because I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be confronted by them. So I don't really know what I'm going to do if that happens. I, I'll probably pause the game, uninstall it and never speak of this again. We don't know. Um, anyway. <laughs> so um, I have... Uh, I've decided uh, I will be going through the the recent BBC debate um, because it's it's very easy to access. And one of the things I worry about is that some of these debates are going to be quite samey, so I don't want to keep going over the, the same stuff. So it makes sense to just pick one um, and, and we can go through that because then, you know, I don't want to clog up your podcast feed with like 3 million debate reaction episodes that nobody wants that so <laughs> uh we'll be doing that um and we'll be getting started in just a second i'll let you know when we're gonna press play so grab a drink grab a snack get comfy and get cozy because we are about to go okay we are about to go. Here we go. Pressing play now. 
No opening titles? Bro, what is this? It's the BBC, ain't eh? Like, you can't afford it. Oh, okay, here we go. We've got opening titles. Oh, girl, this is fancy. Oh. Come on, graphic design is actually my passion. All right. Okay. Hello. Oh, God. Okay. So, the gang's all here. Oh, the questions are coming from the audience. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right. There was a hashtag, but obviously this feels redundant because this aired a few days ago. Okay. Public services, the economy, and independence. This is apparently what the audience cares about most. Okie doke. Hmm. All right. Okay, we're starting with the NHS. Okay, a lady called Angie. Hello, Angie. Okay, so she wants to know about what the candidates would say to people that are spending on private surgery because of NHS waiting times. Fair enough. Oh. And we're going to Humza Yusuf, who is in charge of the NHS. What's he got to say? Oh. He's jumping straight in. He's apologising for the waiting times. Okay. Hmm. So he says COVID. COVID's a, a problem. The, the, the COVID pandemic has added to issues that the NHS had. says they're working on reducing the waiting list but they're going to go further but what's she gonna do <laughs> okay so he's talking about progressive taxation he wants to tax people that can afford it more so that, that money can go into the nhs and uh <laughs> he made a point of saying that politicians tend to be able to afford it <laughs> that's fair Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the criticisms that Hamza Yusuf has had during this contest is that he sounds very rehearsed. And I have to be real, that is true. <laughs> From my perspective, anyway. It, like... He he does sound rehearsed, but then again, I suppose, you know, he's had a lot of experience, you know, he's been in politics for over a decade, so, you know, I think it just kind of happens naturally, whether you want to or not. And here comes Kate Forbes. 
she says that there's a lot more that divides us. No, crap. No, that's not what she said. A lot more that unites us than that divides us. My bad girl, I didn't mean to. She says the NHS is our workers. True. She says that money shouldn't be lost in bureaucratic stuff and should go to frontline workers. That makes sense. You don't want to end up in, you know, in the kind of situation you've got in England where, you know, the people that are actually delivering the care are having to repeatedly strike because they're not actually getting their fair share. You know, Scotland has been able to avoid the majority of of health related strikes and it would be good if they can continue that okay okay that's fair it's ash reagan what does she have to say it's a great jacket. Not the point, but that's a great jacket. Okay. She says that people should be able to expect a certain level of service because they contribute. And I think that's fair. Not Not just in Scotland, but across the UK. And unfortunately, I think... In in some cases, that that's not happening. Okay, so she thinks staff are not being supported well enough. But she doesn't think it's malicious. And she says too much pressure is being put onto staff. Oh... Interesting. She says that it's not going to be solved with manager-led um, plans and targets and stuff. It needs to be a staff-led turnaround. That's a really interesting idea. I feel like she watches Casualty because I feel like... <laughs> not that I'm saying that you have to watch Casualty to understand the NHS crisis, but that is basically what happens in casualty and what they tell you i mean obviously they're actors not people that actually work in the nhs but still okay there's a, a fella in a, a a smashing pink jumper honestly it looks fantastic Okay, so, oh, what was that editing? Oh, my God. So he, he said about, <laughs> there's mentions of high taxes, but there's never mentions of efficiency. And then they just zoomed in on Kate Forbes for some reason. Okay, so they've asked him what, what he thinks needs to change. He says, you need to change the culture. What the fuck? 
I, I, I rescind my comment about his smashing jumper. This man just said, that, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> He's complaining about nurses taking time off when they're ill. And he says, oh, you have to teach nurses that it's not okay to take time off and put pressure on your colleagues. What do you want them to do? Go into hospital when they're ill? What? What? Uh, listen, listen. Did we learn nothing from COVID? Is this man insane? I... <laughs> bitch, what the fuck? Listen, firstly... Firstly, people should not be working if they're ill. And and you know what? People should not feel guilty about needing to take time off work when they are unwell. Get that shit out of here. Secondly, if you work in a hospital where you're going to be around people that might be vulnerable and you're ill, like say you've got like the flu or whatever, don't go to work because you're just going to... You're just going to make other people ill. And it's just... No. No. Absolutely not. I'll tell you something. Nurses do not need to be educated in that regard. Shut up. Oh, my God. People seem to be pissed off. They didn't like that. And rightly so. Mm. So they've gone to a, a lady in the audience and she has said that she believes one of the issues is morale and she's praised Ash for bringing that up. I mean, you know, when you look at stuff like striking nurses, it's not just money. It is morale. That That is an issue. And I, I mean, it's it's insane that the, the guy before this lady was like, tell nurses they can't have sick that. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck? Be nice to nurses. <laughs> They're literally out here saving lives. Jesus. Okay. Ooh, we're asking about education now. A man called Robin. He wants to know why the education system would be better off with each of the candidates as first minister. That's a that's a good question. Okay. We're going to Kate Forbes. She wants to simplify education and empower teachers. Okay. She's had a baby. Okie doke. Cool. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously let her elaborate, but that was camp. She she just said, I want an education system that teaches our children. And I'm like, Kate, sweetie, of course. Like wh what else is it gonna do, Garly? What else is it going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. Girl. Okay. Right. 
Okay, so... Mm. So she wants... She wants for the education system to prepare kids for higher education or work. Not not to be a bleeding heart or anything, but I I do feel that education can't just be about that because that's how you get lost in a tornado of targets and Ofsted and all that nonsense. And there's never any room for different educational perspectives kids who have lived you know different learning styles and stuff like that i don't know oh hang on so she she's now talking about child poverty rightly so so she says you've got to tackle the root cause of poverty so that kids can actually benefit from education. Fair. Okay. So Ash is up next. Okie doke. Um, she's faced a bit of criticism throughout this campaign uh, for the fact that her kids were sent to private school. Um, and so some people could argue that that calls into question um, decisions she would make as first minister on education because, you know, her kids were not benefiting from state education. So. But then again, actually, no, I don't think there is a then again. <laughs> I think that's a fair criticism. Um, That's an interesting idea. So she she's saying about an in-house social worker in schools to sort of assist with well-being when it comes to kids so that teachers can focus on the actual curriculum and teaching. That's interesting. Hamza hmm. Yusuf wants all of the kids to have the same edu- education and opportunities as his, his kids. That's nice. Okay, so he says the Scottish government has made progress on the attainment gap, which is true, but they need to go further. Fair. He wants to expand breakfast clubs and after-school clubs, but he wants to focus on areas with high deprivation specifically. Hmm, that's interesting. He also wants to... um, speed up diagnosis times for learning difficulties um that's interesting um because obviously the sooner you can get a diagnosis the sooner kids can have the support that they need in a lot of cases it takes a million years and then you know those kids are just written off as you know naughty or disruptive and they never actually get the support they need which is a fucking pain in the ass um so, you know, focusing on that, I think, would, would help a lot. That's an interesting perspective. Okay, so he says there's more young people from deprived areas going to uni than ever before. That's good. I think that's that's something that, that people can be proud of. 
Oh, we're talking about the economy. Okie doke. They haven't mic'd this lady up properly, oh my god. Babe, start your question again. They fucked you with the mic, darling. She's a business owner. She's very passionate about climate change. Okie doke. Okay, so they're talking about the um, the deposit scheme, which has been kind of controversial. She's a business owner, but she cares about climate change, but she's worried that it's going to financially impact her business and cause some chaos. Ash sympathises. She points out that she did say that it should be potentially paused so that they could look at the issues with it. She wants to look again at the scheme and involve small businesses so that they can try and work out the problems. Hmm. Oh! <laughs> oh dear. So the the host has just pointed out that until the leadership campaign, none of the candidates actually said anything about it being bad. And now they're all... <laughs> oh, that's camp. And then they go to Kate Forbes and she's like, well, not quiet. And I'm like, girl, girl, don't do all that. Like, <laughs> you were in that cabinet, girl. You're still in that cabinet, girl. Okay. So she says it's, it's not enough to have good policies. You've also got to have the competence to deliver them. <laughs> God, you still haven't really pointed out how you not quite supported the deposit scheme, but okay, girl. <laughs> okay, so she's saying the businesses are really going through it. Um. Hmm. Okay, so she says she's not discrediting the policy, but she wants to ensure it can be delivered. Okay. What? What? <laughs> Go. Okay, so she, she's basically just said a lot of words, um, but has not really answered the question of how she would um, resolve the issues with the scheme <laughs> to make it viable. She's basically saying, it's probably not viable, uh, but we will make it viable. Um, something, something, small business owners are heroes. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now with Himza. His dad is a small business owner that he wants to retire. <laughs> Himza wants his dad to retire. Headline news. Headline news. 
I'm actually surprised that that, did, that didn't become a thing. They were like, oh, evil Humza Yusuf wants to force his dad out of work or something. I mean, girl, you know how the press can be. Right, what's the tea? Okay, so now he's saying, um... Uh, some smaller businesses um, should be excluded from the deposit scheme and that bigger corporations should be taking on more when it comes to climate change. And I, I think that's fair and I think that's that's a good way to look at it because it is, you know, most of the problems that we're having in terms of climate change are coming from corporations. They're not really coming from small businesses or the everyday person. But the question would be, why didn't he say this before? Why didn't he say this before? Okay, so he's basically saying she should be excluded. Okay, baby, but... <laughs> Why did none of you say this before? Okay, so come back to the lady that asked the question. Okay, so she said she tried to get in touch with people to offer suggestions. <laughs> oh, she's great. I love her. So she say, she's saying she's offered suggestions, but she hasn't had much in, the in you know, positive back. Um, so Kate Forbes says that in the future, she wants things to be a two-way street. Um, and she now advocates for a pause so that they can look at these issues again. Okay. And now we're back to Hamza. Okay, so, so he's saying that rather than pausing it, they should allow it to go ahead so that bigger companies can proceed, but input an exemption for smaller businesses so that they don't have to worry and go ahead with this, and so that bigger companies who are creating the most waste can still do their bit effectively. That's an interesting idea. I just want corporations to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, this, this debate is hosted by a shit star. I live. I love this for him. So he just, oh my God, that was camp. He just went, Humza, you... <laughs> 
<laughs> you suggested in an earlier debate that you believe Kate Forbes' economic position is shifting to the right. What do you think, Ash Regan? Like, Ash is just standing there. She's just minding her fucking business. And he's just like, come get involved in this mess, baby. Come over here. That's camp. What's she going to say? Oh, she's trying to be diplomatic. Come on, Miss America. She's trying to be diplomatic here, I think. It's very smart of her. Aha! She's pointed out something, and I I think about this all the time. Um, She's pointed out how, however ambitious any of them are, there will be constraints of devolution, um, which is a very interesting point. She says that some of the problems that exist cannot be fixed under devolution because the Scottish government has to spend millions mitigating the actions of the UK government, which is true. Um, That's a really good point. Hmm. And actually, that's that's quite smart to to take a kind of on-the-spot moment where I... They were probably trying to get her to talk shit. Um, to basically just turn it around and talk shit about the Tories. That's smart. Mm. So she said that there needs to be a focus on obtaining independence so that Scotland can have full control of all economic issues and the ability to solve them all. It's interesting. Uh-oh, the girls are fighting. <laughs> so they've gone back to Humza. And he says there needs to be a focus on not letting big businesses off the hook. And then Kate jumps in and she's like, um, actually, we're talking about small businesses. <laughs> now they're just sort of talking over each other. I've I've watched some of the other debates now. And one of the things that um that that comes up a lot is you see um Kate and Hums are kind of bickering a lot. Oof. Oh, dear. Okay, so Humza thinks that Kate is appealing to big businesses by pausing the legislation as a whole and, in his view, letting big businesses off the hook. And Kate does not like that suggestion at all. Oh dear. Kate says small businesses need support. They are the backbone of the Scottish economy and that's not right wing. She's standing up for Scottish industry and Scottish jobs. Okay. She says that that's not lurching to the right. Fair enough. They're asking the audience what they think. Oh, dear. Ooh! (laughs) This guy is, like... All all of you, you know, supported this before, and now you're all pretending you didn't, basically. That's a fair criticism. 
He wants to know why they didn't argue against the policy when they had the chance. I think that's fair. Okay, so Kate points out that that she was on maternity leave, which is fair. That's fair. Okay. So she says it's her job to make sure that the economic interests of everybody are represented. Okay, Derek. <laughs> They've gone back to home to Yusuf. And and he says he believes in the policy. He believes in it going live. He just wants there to be an exemption for small businesses. Okay. He he says he doesn't want it scrapped altogether, but he does want the exemption. Okay. Okay, so Ash is pointing out that she actually resigned uh, from the government last October, which she did. Um, and she says that when she resigned, she felt that the government was failing to listen to the public and she feels that this is a similar issue. Okay. So she feels that government should be engaging in advance to give people enough time to raise these concerns. And she thinks that the primary issue is that while some of the bigger corporations are able to just get on board with it, smaller businesses are struggling to engage because they're, they're not really sure where to start or what to do. And it's it's overwhelming for them. Which is fair. I don't think she did say that. <laughs> um, he just said, you know, do you think the government has, has lost um, touch with the people? And I, I don't think that was entirely what she was saying or even really what she was saying at all. I think she was saying that obviously, you know, sometimes you need to encourage people to engage. Um you know sometimes it can be challenging because you know some people will struggle to to get to a point where they can have that engagement they might not know exactly how to engage you know one of the issues and it's, it's not just obviously in Scotland it's, it's across the UK there are quite a lot of people who if they were unhappy with something a government was doing they they wouldn't really know how to approach someone and tell them because for a lot of people, it's not something you do every day. It's not a, a normal thing that you do. And so I think one of the things that any government needs to be doing, not just the Scottish government, but everybody, is making it very, very clear and very accessible how how you can engage, how you can give your thoughts, how you can speak to people about your lived experiences and how policy decisions are going to affect you because I think that's something every government can work on, personally. 
Okay, so Kate thinks we need to improve outcomes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. She says we've got to reset and earn the trust of the people. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Ooh, right. So they've got a special little section here where um, <laughs> they've called it next first minister's questions. And the guy looked into the camera like he'd done a really clever pun. Um, so they're going to ask them <laughs> questions directly um, for five minutes and see how they handle it. This will be fun. So, who's going to be first? It's Ash. Okay, so it's another Kate. Another Kate is asking a question. We've got two Kates in the room. Ooh. Okay. So, uh, she wants... That's a... Hmm. Uh, so, she wants to know why... If Ash is so keen to work with other independence parties, she apparently is not so interested in working with the Scottish Greens. So um, there's been a lot of conversation about this. There was a previous debate where Ash talked about how she'd got in contact with all of the um, independent supporting parties in Scotland. And there was a whole thing where the Scottish Greens were like, well, we didn't talk to her. <laughs> and then she clarified. And she was like, well... I rang them and I left a message, but they didn't ring me back. It was quite camp, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it sent me a little bit. So what does she say? What does she say? Okay, so she, she does want to work with them all. again she called everybody um but the greens didn't call her back so everybody else rang her back and was like hey girl what's going on what's the tea but the the scottish greens were like seems we have a voicemail should we listen to this message oh oh i see mm, okay and then they just went about their day or something and, like, did, I don't know, green stuff. Okay, so she she still, <laughs> she still hasn't been able to get in touch with them. <laughs> but she, she says she's going to try. <laughs> she's going to keep reaching out to try and talk to them. Oh, that's camp. Oh, dear. So, so she says she's she's happy to work with the Scottish Greens. Um, she says she she's not she's not exactly saying that she she does not want to continue the coalition that's not an official coalition with the Greens. Um, but she she's saying that it's something she'd like to look at 
Wait, what? Oh, they're letting other candidates ask questions. Bitch, what the fuck? This is great. Oh, this is amazing. Okay, so Kate Forbes is going to ask her a question. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, so Kate wants to know if Ash agrees with her. It's camp that she's asking this question in the style that like people do in Hollywood. That's camp. She wants to know if Ash agrees with her that they need to reach out to no voters. And if so, how will she do that? That's a nice question. That's cute. So Ash does agree. She wants to retain the support that that the party has and she does want to also reach out to no voters okay she says you need to convince people hmm Okay, so she wants a commission to... See, see, I knew that she would finesse this readiness thermometer thing. People were clowning, but she's finessed the idea now. So it, it, it appears to be less clown-like. Okay, so she wants a commission to be able to demonstrate the, um, the progress towards an independent Scotland. And she wants to use that to be able to show evidence of what could be possible to no voters. There we go. That's interesting. See, I told you, I told you she would finesse it. So she wants to be able to have answers to the difficult questions on pensions and currency and things like that. She wants people to feel safe about the idea of an independent Scotland. Even if people won't vote for it, she wants them to feel safe. That's nice. Hmm. Oh, Holmes has got a question. Okay. So he's taken a while to ask this question. Bro, ask the question quicker. What? <laughs> oh my, okay, okay. So he's basically asking if she were elected and she wins this leadership election, is she going to <laughs> to back the, the deal with the Greens, which was supported um, by a large part of the party membership. He just took a very long time to ask that question, to be honest. Okay. So, she feels that some people in the party don't don't feel heard. 
Um, okay. Okay, so she says she wants to go back to the membership and ask them what they think about the, the deal with the Scottish Greens. Is it working? Is it delivering? Is it good? Are we having a good time? Okay. Hmm. Okay. So she says she, she has concerns that um that the Scottish Greens may be um may have different priorities to the SNP. So she she's concerned about the compatibility, I guess. Okay, so that's our five minutes done and now we're moving on to Humza being asked questions. So this this man, he wants to know. How are you going to get me ferries, bitch? How are you going to do it? He wants to know how is the transport minister in Humza's government going to get some ferries very quick, very cost effective? He wants to fucking know. It's a fair question. Mm. You know what? Watching Humza in a debate setting, I really do understand the the sounds very like he's practiced a lot criticism i really do and i i, I don't really know what he does about that <laughs> i don't know um i think maybe he's been a minister too long bless him i, I think there is you know genuine stuff and, and legitimacy in what he's saying i think he just believe it but his delivery is very, um, I guess, too polished. Is that a thing? I don't know. Um, okay, so he says it wasn't the government's finest movement. Okay. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Ash is asking Humza a question. And uh, it's about gender. Here we go. Okay. Okay, so she wants to know. She, she's listed off uh, several groups that um, raised concerns about sex offenders being moved to women's prisons and so she wants to know she wants to know why he voted against amendments that could have potentially um stopped that from happening i am assuming that she is referring to the recent case involving um an offender called isla bryson um who um was was sent to uh a, a women's prison um these questions like these kinds of questions always get really really messy and um so i i always feel anxious uh when when they come up because it's always like 
there's always something bad that happens. Uh, but we'll see how this one goes. So here comes Yusuf. Humza him, Yusuf with his answer. Okay. A man with a million jobs. So he's pointing out that when he was justice minister, um, Ash was his junior minister. When he was justice secretary, sorry. Okay, so so he's he's what? So he's pointing out that um, that during that time, when they when they worked together in that capacity. Ash never, never had an issue with him. But, I mean, I don't, I don't actually think they, you know, they, I mean, at, you know, at the time that, that this legislation, you know, was kind of at its peak, so to speak, um, they were both at different departments. So I'm not really sure what his time as Justice Secretary and her time as his junior minister really have to do with this, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> not really sure why he brought that up. Okay. So she she said that she did raise it with the cabinet minister. Um, cabinet secretary, sorry. Okay. So... Okay, so he's saying that the policy is already that somebody who who has committed offences against women and would be a danger to women um, cannot be transferred between the male and female estates already, apparently. Okay, so he said what happened with Ida Bryson was wrong. So Isla Bryson shouldn't have been... And it, oh, dear. Okay, so... <laughs> he said Isla Bryson shouldn't be in a women's prison. And then Ash says, is Isla Bryson a man or a woman? And he just yelled, Isla Bryson is a rapist. I, okay. completely at it i okay um completely at it is that is that a technical term babe i i don't know i don't know um what's interesting to to note actually um i saw this on on twitter um at the end of last week um humza yusuf's answer to this question uh, has has actually resulted bizarrely in Humza Yusuf being reported to the police uh so that's yeah yeah okay so Humza believes that 
Isla Bryson is not a genuine trans woman. But that the rights for actual trans women should not be taken away because of somebody like Isla Bryson. But Ash Reagan is concerned that the same policies that allowed Isla Bryson to be transferred to a women's prison would still be um, in place. Hamza says that they're not, but Ash disagrees. <laughs> They've now just been forced to move to Kate Forbes. Okay. Okay, so Kate wants to know about the economy. Makes sense, she knows a lot about money. She wants to know what he's going to do to create wealth in Scotland. Okie doke. Wow. So he, he believes in an economy that serves the people and not the other way around. That sounds nice. He believes in progressive taxation to create wealth. Okay. So, childcare for young children, which will allow parents to to get back into the workplace. And he also points out that the UK government is has this kind of pinched that idea, which is true. So now she wants to know how he's going to create more jobs in Scotland. Fair. Fair. See, this is why I could not be a politician. Because sometimes people ask me this. And some of you guys have asked me, like, oh, would you ever stand for... No. Because if someone asked me how I would, like create more wealth i'd be like i don't know nationalize sugar daddies like i wouldn't really know how to answer so <laughs> the economy is my weak spot okay now we're asking kate questions So, so this guy wants to know, um, because of one of the things Kate has said throughout the leadership contest is that she believes continuity won't cut it. I think someone focus grouped that phrase for her because she said it a million times. And he wants to know um, what policies of the current Scottish government uh, do, does she believe no longer serve the Scottish people effectively? You know, what's she, what's she going to get rid of? How's she going to be not continuity? Okay, so she's proud of the government's record. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she wants teamwork, delivering. Teamwork makes the dream work.
She wants to turbocharge the Scottish economy. Okay. Supporting small businesses. Key industries. Renewables. Oh. That's nice. Hmm. I'm very much, a, you know, dig on renewable energy. So that works for me. Food and drink. Tourism. You'll get a lot of money from me that way, love, I'll tell you that. Okay. So she wants to engage with industries to strengthen the economy. Okay. Hmm. So she doesn't want to ban alcohol advertising. Okay. So she does want to tackle alcohol abuse, but she doesn't want to um, stunt the whiskey industry, which obviously brings a lot of money to the country. Okay, Holmes is going to ask her a question. He says that if he wins, he wants to bring the party together. He needs to... Someone needs to tell him if he's asking questions of other candidates, he doesn't need to start with a monologue about, like, himself and his context for the question. Like, just just ask the question, bro. Just ask it. Jesus. Okay. He wants to continue a progressive agenda. <laughs> they just yelled at him to get to the question. Iconic. Oh my god, Hamza. Okay. <laughs> so in the end, after a million years, his question was, if I win, will you back me and my progressive policies such as abortion, buffer zones and ending conversion therapy? You could have just asked her, would you support the winner of this contest if, they, if their policies were banning protests at abortion clinics or whatever and, you know, banning conversion therapy and, and nice things like that? You could have just said that. You didn't need an opening monologue. This is not Saturday Night Live, baby. You are not at 30 Rock. I... <laughs> okay. So Kate says, whoever wins, she will back to the hill because she's a Democrat. Fair play. Okay. She has great confidence in the members. Okay. She says if it's either of them, it'll be her privilege to support them. That's nice. Okay, now Ash is going to ask a question. So. Okay, so she wants to know what Kate thinks um, 
about modernising the party and what can be done? That's an interesting question. And it didn't take her three million years to ask it. Hmm. Okay, so she she says that the entire membership needs to feel that they're able to influence policy um, and that the SNP has to be accountable not just to the public but also to their members, which is fair, which is good. Makes sense. Okay. So she wants more more democracy? Don't we all, darling? Don't we all? Okay. Hmm. Okay, so she wants better ways of engaging with ordinary members than just relying on conference. Okay, so she says that throughout the leadership contest, they have been speaking to people all over Scotland, and and they've they've had a good time. At least I hope they have. All right, they're going to talk about independence now. A lady called Catherine has a question. Okay, so she wants to know how each of the candidates as First Minister would reach out to and represent people who do not support Scottish independence. Let's go. Okay. So Ash is up first. So she says the job of First Minister is to govern for everybody and she wants to focus on the priorities of the Scottish people. Okay. So she wants independence campaigning to be taken on more by civil society. Allowing for gentle persuasion. You know, and people actually talking one-on-one -on -one with people rather than it being, like, like coming from the government. Okay. Hmm. Kind of like, um... Like a... You know, the, the personal touch, you know. Encouraging people to have conversations and, and just talk, engage. I, I mean, I think that would be just healthy politically in general because I think political discussion in a lot of cases has just become screaming matches. So I think if you can create an environment where people are able to just have conversations and be chill, I think that's quite nice. Uh, <laughs> whether that's possible, I don't know. Okay. And now we go to Humza. 
So he says, again, that the First Minister should be governing for everybody. He says he wants to govern well. He says that he's not going to give up on trying to persuade people about the benefits of independence, but he also wants to focus on governing well um, and showing that the SNP can deliver good government. Which, in, in a sense, is, is a way as well to, you know, to kind of start those conversations and say, well, look at what we're doing and look at how different we can be and look at what's possible if we don't have, you know, these restrictions. It's interesting, you know. So that's, you know, I think that's a key point. That's a good point. Hmm. He says that he, he wants to inspire people and give people a positive vision. He wants to not just reduce poverty, but eradicate it. I love that. He wants to reverse the betrayal of Brexit. Don't we all, darling, don't we all? And here's Kate Forbes. Again, um, any first minister needs to serve everybody, not just independence voters. Which, of course, okay. So she says that the winner needs to be somebody that can reach out to all kinds of voters, the Liberal Democrats, the Labour, the Tories, everybody. Everybody in the whole world. No, not the whole world, just the whole of Scotland. <laughs> um, yeah. So she said good governance is, is the key. Very true. She says you have to make the case on the economy. Well, she knows a lot about the economy. And, you know, I have to say this. If she'd been smarter with media management at the beginning of this campaign, she could have just been talking about the economy this whole time and been impressing people with the work that she's done. But instead, she got herself tied up in knots. Sad. Says a lady... Um, okay, so she moved to Scotland eight years ago. Um, and she says that she, she was promised a, a progressive place, you know? And she wants to know about investments in arts and culture. Mm. Yes, girl. She says that it brings in a lot of money, which it does. She wants to end divisive political activism and bring people together and use arts and culture to do that. Oh, this woman's a queen. 
Yes, go. Mm-hmm. Queen. Okay, so another asking another question. Okay, so a mom of the bed. Okay. Okay, so so I I think this is a question for Ash. Although that's not really a question, it's more of a statement, but he, he basically he's he's not happy with, with how she uh talks about trans issues. Okay, so So now <laughs> Okay, so 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 this this guy he, he says that he feels that the SMP focuses too much on independence, it's not focusing on other things. He's upset about the amount of time given to this debate to talk about education. He said it was only two minutes. I'm not gonna lie. It did not feel like two minutes. I, I feel like there was longer and also it has been something that's featured quite heavily throughout the campaign and in other debates and hustings. I'm just saying maybe he should have watched more of them. <laughs> the, the absolute queen that was talking about how we need to invest in culture is sat behind this man and she's shaking her head and she's like, no, 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 no. We love her. We absolutely love her. Okie doke. Okay. Okay. This is another question now. A man called Stuart. Okay, so he wants to know from all the candidates if they are First Minister, will Scotland be independent in the next five years? Okay, so Humza says it could be, but the focus needs to be switched from process to policy. He says people won't be inspired by de facto referendums. And there needs to be a consistent majority. Okay. Okay, so so he he's saying he he does believe that Scotland can be independent in five years, but only if a consistent majority is built. Okay, and now we're with Kate Forbes. Hello, Kate. Okay, so so she says yes. Um. But you've got to make the case for it, and that has to be the focus. So she's talking about how Scotland is an energy-rich country, but people are struggling with energy bills because the decisions are being made at Westminster and not at Holyrood, and, and that that is an opportunity to make the case 
which allows you to build that much area. That's fair enough. Okay. So she says, if you make the case, then the dials will, the, the, the dials will shift. There we go. Okay, so Ash says, and she's very certain about it. She says it with the most certainty of all the candidates, I think. Yes. If I am First Minister, yes, it will be. Okay. So she says she wants the Scottish people to have all of the power. She doesn't want to obsess about process and referendums. She wants to focus on governing and focus on creating a mechanism for the Scottish people to, to let the government know. So, so that that is the the plan, and we, we talked about that before. But um, using each election, um, you know, as a sort of not a de facto referendum, because she said it's not that, but <laughs> some would argue it, it is. I I don't know. Okay, so gone to another guy. Okay, so I've got another question. Okay, so he wants to know, if there was a yes vote for independence, would the candidates agree to a second referendum so that people could vote on the deal that was in place for leaving the UK? And if not, why not? I think that's a really good question, actually. Oh, okay, so they've, they've all said no. <laughs> I actually, I mean, personally, I, 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 I understand cause, because Kate Forbes, she was able to kind of jump in and give a, a slight bit of explanation to her answer, which was that she wanted people to be informed of what would be effectively the deal before they voted for it. Um... And I think in an ideal world, yes. But you have to remember, if you're dealing with the UK government, girl, <laughs> is that going to be an option? <laughs> we don't know. They might try and be, you know, you, 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 have to, you have to understand that, you know, what you're able to offer people, you know, at that initial stage of, of a first referendum, if you have one, may not be what ends up being on the table. So I think it is sensible to, to not say no, like just straight up. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to be first minister. So I, I guess it's not to me, but I'm just, I'm just saying, God, I'm just saying. Okay. So now they've each got 30 seconds. It's the final question. And they can, they can, <laughs> 
<laughs> they can say what is the one thing that they feel that their future record as first minister can be judged on. So effectively, they're being asked, you know, what's your biggest priority? What's the thing that is going to be like your your golden goose, whatever? Hems is up first. Eradicating poverty. Okay. So that's that's his focus. Eradicating poverty. Okay. Okay, so he says if if he can't eradicate it, he needs to at least substantially um reduce it. Okay. To Kate Forbes. Okay, so she has also said eradicating poverty. When Humza Yusuf said that, I immediately thought, oh, okay, it's going to be fuming. Because it's one of the things that she has um, when she's not saying chaotic, weird things about homosexuals. It is one of the things that she has said repeatedly throughout the campaign that she wants to focus on. And again, like I said earlier, you know, if she had been better at media management, perhaps she could have actually talked about it in a lot more detail because journalists wouldn't constantly be asking her about, you know, gays. And she could have actually talked at great length about it and it could have been a much bigger um, aspect of her campaign. Um, but when Hamza said that, I immediately thought, oh, that's Kate's line, girl. <laughs> so I think maybe that, that, maybe that was quite smart. Um, but but again, you know, she spoke on it quite convincingly, and and it's frustrating because it's it's clearly something she's very passionate about, and it's something she cares about a lot. And I really would have liked to hear more of that from her throughout this campaign than what I've actually heard. Um, and so now we go to Ash. Okay. Okay, so for Ash, it would be the NHS. Okay. So improving the NHS, delivering service to a higher standard. That's interesting. Because I... What's interesting is that the NHS might be something that reaches out to more people, you know, um... As as important as eradicating poverty is, I think the NHS is is like a more accessible platform, if that makes sense. So that might that might actually work in her favour, maybe. Hmm. Okay, so we're done. Right. Okie doke. So, what do we think? What do we think? Well, I, I've actually voted in this contest already. <laughs> I was going to wait. I really was. And then I couldn't help it. And I, I got too overexcited because I, I've never, I've never been, you know, in a position where I could do that before. So, um, I think I got a bit overexcited. Oh. <laughs> Um, so I've, I've actually already cast my vote on, on literally the first, I think it was like literally within like an hour of voting opening as well, like, which I don't know, maybe that was a dumb decision because 
something really chaotic could happen that makes me change my mind and now it's too late because I've already voted but I don't know um I not that I'm pretending I have like oodles of influence here but I am aware that you know obviously I am someone with a platform and you know as this is ongoing you know I don't I don't want to tell people how to vote so personally just for now I'm I'm gonna keep who I voted for to myself um you know because you know as this is going on and I am trying to be as fair as I can to all the candidates I do think that that's important um so I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you I'll, I'll tell you when it's done I'll tell you when it's done, like who who I voted for, um, and and I'll I'll let you into all my secrets in that regard. But for now, I'm I'm not going to tell you it's a secret. Um, so, I I think all of the candidates came across well in that debate. I have now gone back and watched all of the others, and I have I have been um, watching the live streams of. Um, of all the hustings um, that were going on as well for members. Um, the, this, the BBC debate was definitely one of the more recent ones. And the candidates, I think, have all come a long way in terms of presentation. Um, you know, some had rockier starts than others. <laughs> uh, but, they, you know, they seem to be doing a little bit better um, and feeling more confident, which I think you know, is, is good. Um, in terms of who I think is going to win, I actually don't know. Obviously, I know who my preference is, but I don't know who's actually going to win. It's, it's a really weird thing because at the moment, it feels unpredictable. I talked, I I think it was last week or maybe the week before, I talked about how, from some people's perspective and, you know, what we were hearing in kind of the media and the press and all that, you know, a lot of people seem to see it as effectively Kate versus Humza and Ash is also there. Uh, but a lot of people were kind of counting her out and not really taking her as seriously as the other two candidates. But in the in the last sort of week or so, I have kind of seen her um, certainly among among, you know, sort of the, the public and, and, and stuff like that and, and party members. I have some people looking at her more seriously as an option. Um, now that voting is open, it is possible that she could um, she could be seen you know, as as a serious contender, I think that is possible. And I think that this debate potentially could have helped her because she did seem a lot more prepared than in other, you know, places I've seen her. She did seem a lot more ready with her answers and she seemed a lot more confident. So um, that was interesting to watch. Um, I know that there's a lot of support for Humza Yusuf um from you know from from MSPs and MPs um you know the the, the there's a, a, a quite a lot of people for example within the parliamentary party at Westminster that are in support of Humza Yusuf um there's a pretty healthy number as well at Holyrood 
um, that are very vocal in support for him, as well as, you know, there's quite a few members coming forward openly supporting him. So I think that definitely helps. Um, Kate Forbes as well has a lot of support, um, particularly at Holyrood. Um, so, you know, and, and that's what I mean when I say it's it's unpredictable. Because, you know, you can say, oh, well, Himza has a lot of support, but then you say, well, actually, so does Kate. And support for Ash is growing. So at this point, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll see. There's a, a couple weeks left. Voting is currently open. So I guess we'll see. But um, this does bring our little bonus episode to a close. And I will see you again very, very soon. Very, very soon, actually, because this is going to come out and then within like a day, you're going to have another episode. So, <laughs> our main episode. But I will see you very, very soon. Love you. Bye. I nearly wet myself then. Thanks for listening, bestie. I hope you enjoyed the show and I will see you again next time for a new episode of what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business uh, the, the stuff about me paddleboarding nonsense the sea was actually closed it was a, a red notice you just can't call it we will not be caught with no clothes on i've always been a completely normal uk tax player it's not in opposition that i want to be and it's nicola's desk i want i want to serve this country as first minister and it's labor values you can have the desk and just not get the job <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pans? I've been to who's been to Peppa Pig World. In December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. I mean, seriously. What the actual fuck?